From the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We are the Forum for the Fans. The Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo. Here's your host, Steve. Yeah, we are the Forum for the Fans. The Bleed Blue Show. The Dugout Podcast. Uh, Almost through with the regular season. Major League Baseball. We're... I'm going to just get to as pretty much the highlight points from this past week. So we'll do that right now. Uh, Shout-outs to the alarm <laughs> to get this show popping. Uh, BleedBlueShow.com is our website. at Audio archive episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher. We always do it the inside-out uh, approach. We always start with our squad first and, and touch upon the rest of Major League Baseball. And uh, from a individual performance perspective, I think we already, everybody pretty much knows that sports, not just baseball, but just sports, that uh, Aaron Judges is on the tear as far as chasing the um, the record for Roger Maris for the individual Yankee record, and he had a lot of home runs over the weekend in Milwaukee, some bombs in Boston, and uh, kudos to him because his batting, his batting average has gone up well over 310. Uh, the home runs is there, the RBIs is there, the OPS is there, the slugging is there. I mean, it's pretty much there on the offensive tip for Aaron Judge. He's locked in. Uh, he's carried his baseball team for the better half of the second part of the season. And without him, uh, the Yankees probably do not hold on to the division lead. Uh, I know it's almost crazy to say that, but you look at his war, he's number one in war. Uh, wins above replacement. Uh, Aaron Judge is is the MVP of the AL. There's no doubt about that. I mean, we I, I know you heard my thoughts about um, Shani Otani, but different, it's a different conversation in the sense of it's kind of almost I would call it politicized. It's almost the type. Okay, Judge on a first-place team, his contributions, and he's number one in a lot of those categories offensively, he's definitely going to win the award. Where uh, Tani, his, his, his angle is a little different where he's doing things in baseball that hasn't been done in almost 150 years. But his baseball team stinks. Can't give him the MVP because of that. And honestly, they've already looked at it like he got it last year. Let's give it to somebody else that, uh, this year. And it's kind of always played like that in sports. Uh, so individually, uh, we already know. I'm not going to get too much into the judge stuff because everybody talks about that. That's that's the easy shit. That's the, that's the easy stuff to discuss. So congratulations to him and the Yankees should have paid him. Well, congratulations to Aaron Judge because no matter where he goes in Major League Baseball beyond 2022, he's going to get filthy paid even in his uh, over 30 years old of age. Um, but from a Yankee perspective, team perspective, remember I said last week, that uh, if they kind of held water above their head, if they kind of stayed afloat, if uh, they came into this thing literally about a week later where I said five and a half, five to five and a half game lead in the division, if they could be at the same point exactly last week, I would be highly confident that they got the division. Of course, it's still not over yet. It's definitely not over. Uh, Then, Definitely a few more steps into the playoffs, though. I mean, as far as locking up a wild card, at least a wild card, uh, a berth or a position. 
But he's going to, uh, or the Yankees are going to, uh, I think they're going to win the division, uh, even though the next couple of weeks. Uh, they had to get through Boston, going, going to Boston with some key wins, two wins in there, especially late-ending wins in Boston. You know, Boston's been kind of a pest this year, winning some uh, crucial games versus the Yankees in Fenway. It was good to see them do that, you know. Uh, and then also, they lost two out of three in Milwaukee over the weekend. Um, but with that said, they they were kind of playing a little bit of with for house money, a little bit, in the sense of Toronto and Tampa Bay were going at each other in Toronto. And I'll, I'll get to that in a few minutes, um, where they stand in the wild card picture. But as far as the Yankees, they I think they did exactly – uh, what they had to do, not necessarily what they needed to do. They needed to win the series versus Milwaukee and really seal the deal at, or even sweep them. And they were in position, especially Friday, to get off to a nice start in that series. They were up 5 nothing. Remember, they had the big early innings. They were up 5 nothing. Um, you know, Mont- Frankie Montez has it, been up and down with this guy. Uh, this trade really wasn't happening or this trade for this half of the season – has not panned out to, I think, a lot of Yankee fans' uh, optimism. Uh, we look at what happened. You know, you heard me say this week after week since the trade with Jordan Montgomery, and a lot of Yankee fans are still in denial about it because of the struggles Montgomery had. But listen, the Yankees traded Montgomery. Montgomery winning his first four starts in St. Louis, and they've been on the tear. They're going to win the NL Central. They – Remember the conversation I was having earlier this year about the NL Central, about how it was going to come down to the last week between the Cardinals and the Brewers because I thought they were that even. And when it comes to find out, the Cardinals played their best baseball where Milwaukee just didn't never it never clicked for them. They had a key series and the Cardinals were uh, were going nip and tuck with them, but. They did a good job versus the Yankees when they came in. They did a good job versus the Braves when the Braves went to uh, to uh, Bush Stadium. But the Montgomery trade helped uh, solidify some of that starting pitching rotation, and the Yankees lost a little on for them, man. They they've kind of never really recovered overall with their overall pitching. This is which has been a struggle, uh, starting pitching or relief pitching. It hasn't been consistent enough to win series. And that is what worries me the most, heading down the stress, whether we secure a wild card or the division, because at the end of the day, we're going to play against teams who aren't really all that hot anyway, but it's a crapshoot. If you look at the three teams in the AOE, uh, I mean, in the wild card position, two of them from the AOE and then Seattle and then also Cleveland, uh, these teams have played the Yankees pretty well this season. And and I think they have a little bit better starting pitching, most of these teams, than the Yankees. And that could really hinder you in a small, small series. But let me go back to the series, what I saw in Milwaukee on Friday. And um, you were up 5-0. I mean, they they really jumped out on the Brewers. I thought they carried a little bit of a mojo coming from Fenway. Um, Montez, the struggles still continues. He can't – I mean, outside of that one game versus the Mets uh, in Yankee Stadium, right? But he hasn't really put it all together for a long stretch of, of games of, uh, for the most part in the, since being traded. He only went a little bit over three innings, gave him four runs, didn't get to strike anybody out. Um, 
you know, it's kind of it's kind of got me to thinking, what would be the role for uh, Domingo Herman in the sense of should he actually be that last starter in this rotation, or or should he be in this job of Chamberlain? long relief kind of situation because you see him coming out of the bullpen, right? You see him uh, in long relief. And Herman is a guy, I really believe, he may not be the best pitcher on this staff, but as far as quality of stuff, and it took him a while to get going because of this after suspension, I think he is a guy who could give you six innings in a postseason outing. I, I really believe that. I, I'm really a big – Supporter of Domingo Herman, we've seen his growth, we've seen his struggles, we've seen his off the field crap that that kind of set him back career wise. But it takes take, sometimes it takes guys a while to get back into the mix of things. And Domingo Herman is an example of would I be cool with him being that four starter? Like you already know the first three, right? You got Garrett Cole, uh, Jameson uh, Tyon, and then uh, Nestor Cortez. That number four is still on the table to me. That like it's not clear cut. It could be Frankie Montez. I mean, why not? Like a guy Domingo Herman, and will you gamble and and throw Montez into the bullpen? I think that's a fair question. Now, Yankees. I mean, not Yankees, but baseball in general. They kind of pick and choose when they want to uh, change up the game. The old school, uh, you know, baseball fan would have been saying, if he's a starter, he's a starter, he's a reliever, he's a reliever, whatever. But, you know, over the years, we've seen it where guys have gone back and forth multiple times. Herman's perfect example. Luis Severino's a perfect example of when the guys are starting, when guys are going to be coming out of the bullpen. And um, I'm, I, I really believe in the seven-game series, I will probably be more comfortable with Domingo Herman. Because I think he could give me more innings than uh, Frankie Montez. I think I've seen enough in the short sample size that high-pressure situations in which this team has not done well in months, in high-pressure situations getting big outs, those those innings, those late innings in Milwaukee on Friday was just crucial to watch. Even in the game we won Sunday with the 12-8 win, just crucial to watch, man. Because you know it's coming. And, you, and we see too much baseball to know it's coming. The fact that they don't have it to lock it down night in and night out. They just don't have it because guys are injured. Not just because they're injured, they just can't perform. It's just a clutch situation gene that they just lack. And I'm not. I just don't think in the long run, in the in the big series, they could get it done because the offense is too inconsistent. And and I'm always a propeller. I'm always a believer of. Pitch, strong pitching is always going to outbid above average hitting in the postseason. That's just, that's just the way the laws is. I mean, baseball is the hardest thing to hit in sports. It's the, it, the eye contact, the level of degree, and spins on the ball, and picking up baseballs in the cold. Like, so many factors go in. And if you have somebody on that mound who could deliver the goods and has nasty stuff, sliders, sinkers, and things uh, across the plate – off-speed stuff, if you have a nasty circle changeup. I mean, if you really have an arsenal of five pitches and you can really split that up, let's say at least uh, 40, 30, 30, 20 in that split, like high percentage, and you're throwing at a high strike rate. And a lot of these starting pitchers and some of these relievers on some of these playoff teams are going to have that, man. I, I, I do worry, man, because I thought 
winning two out of three would have given me a little bit more confidence on what I could see out of the Brewers, uh, you know, versus the Brewers. But Saturday, go back to Saturday's game. I mean, Tyon, you know, he pitched well this season. I, and I give him props, you know. He, he had an off, you know, I guess you could say an off night, right? Five, he, he gave you five innings, but, you know, the strikeouts, let, you know, not striking out anybody and giving up runs. And, you know, the Yankees' bats were just cold Saturday. That was just, like, you could just tell they were just, they were done. I think Friday, I don't know, Friday they just did not look up the par, man. Like, after that 5 nothing lead and blowing that lead and then blowing the game in the ninth, I mean, that is devastating, man, to anybody. I mean, as long as you can shake it off, and I know they're professional players and they're supposed to shake it off, but they just had nothing on fucking Saturday, nothing. And it was just heartache to watch. And I know they won the rubber, you know, the game, the last game in the series, and you know, Cole's been up and down, too. I mean, he's leading the league in strikeouts, right? You give him props for that. But uh, he struck out eight people over five innings, but they give up a lot of runs. He gives up a lot of runs, a lot of home runs, a lot of long balls. Just, you know, the velocity on the fastball and some of these guys, they can knock that shit out of the park. They, they got one out of three. I, I'll take that, I guess. After, you know, I think winning the two in Boston really set the tone, especially knowing that I'll jump into the uh, the other two teams that's trying to secure a wild card spot or even trying to catch the Yankees in the division, which was Tampa Bay and Toronto, where Tampa Bay, oh, and then more so Toronto, I'm sorry, Toronto uh, winning three out of five. So that kind of kind of exchange blows exchange, uh, what, a half a game difference in the standings after five games. So I think both teams will kind of take that. Uh, Toronto more so because of the, they were the home team. Uh, and then, of course, uh, over the weekend, the uh, Blue Jays taking two out of three versus the Orioles, where from the Tampa Bay perspective, uh, winning two out of three uh, versus Texas at home. So they played, you know, Baltimore is probably not going to make the wild card. They were four games out chasing Seattle. I think they're, they had a nice run, a nice bounce back, a nice good story for them because that franchise has been terrible, right? Baltimore, where Texas is just pretty much a pushover. So Tampa Bay winning two out of three was necessary versus the Rangers just to keep afloat with Toronto. Um, they're going to have another series in the next week. Uh, who knows how that's going to go? I'll definitely be tuning in to watch that to see how Tampa Bay and, and Toronto beat up on each other, and this is where the Yankees need to really try to at least gain another game or two to really secure, not only secure the wild card, but also the uh, the division. Um, I want to go, go to the AL Central. Um, listen, <laughs> oh, my goodness. This, this series I was paying attention to a little bit. No, not just a little bit, a lot of bit, a lot of bit, outside of the ALEs back and forth with the Yankees, Red Sox, Jays, and, 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 and Blue Jays, but – the Guardians winning four out of five over the Twins, just putting a nail in the coffin for the Minnesota Twins. That is disappointing because the Minnesota Twins, at one point this season, I thought they were probably going to hope, get a, you know, I thought they were going to lead the division into my nod. I thought the White Sox was going to give me something, and they just bowed out as well. So shame on me for believing in the Chicago White Sox. I mean, their sloppy fielding is terrible. Their defense is terrible, and the pitching just – Self-imploded. So the White Sox write them off, right? They're done, right? Uh, the other two teams in the uh, Central, they're already done anyway, Kansas City and Detroit. But Cleveland and, and Minnesota, what, this series, uh, comes, like I said, the starting pitching has picked up 
immensely. Like I watched about a month ago when the White Sox went to Cleveland. Watching that series very closely, especially how that was going to pan out. I know they had one of those games where it was a rainout. But they, I mean, they really gave it to the Twins. The first three games of the series, they won. Like, they, they took, it's like they took their heart. They took them out of the, the whole division running within the first three games. Uh, Tristan McKenzie is a starting pitcher I am a fan of. I love it. Uh, his game, he has very good stuff and nasty curveball. I mean, if you remember, he played he pitched against the Yankees uh, uh, earlier this season. He, he's a long, lanky pitcher. He's, uh, he's got good uh, control over his pitches. He hits both corners of the plate. He's just very good. He was nasty against uh, uh, Minnesota over the weekend, man. I mean, this guy has seven innings, struck out eight. Uh, he had the run support, so he was able to uh, give up a couple, so they won the first game. Uh, and, of course, Shane Bieber is their ace, and, he, he, you know, he's going to give you at least seven. He went eight, in, eight innings, gave up, like, you know, one earned run and struck out six. So they they really had their cleats to the uh, Twins, the Minnesota Twins next. But even in getting called up from AAA, uh, Connor, uh, Connor Pilkinson, being called up from AAA uh, Guardian uh, affiliate, uh, he even came in on the third game of that five-game series with only giving him one hit. You know what I'm saying? Went up like five and two-thirds and six strikeouts, man. Uh, the bullpen was shaky outside of that. I mean, if there was ever a knock to the, Gle- the Cleveland Guardians uh, series versus the Twins, if any of you want to knock anything, was that middle relief with Trevor Steven. Uh, but they got through. I mean, he, he gave up a couple of runs, but, man, the first three starts by uh, McKenzie, Bieber, and Pilkinson was fantastic by the Guardians. They put a nail into the Minnesota Twins season. They're done. They're eight games back. They're not coming back. So kudos to the Guardians. They got some a piece of a hitting. They got a nice uh, lineup. Uh, they, got, they, they got hit. You, know, you already know Jose Ramirez is the guy that makes that team offensively go. But they have the starting pitching to really frustrate a lot of good hitting teams, including the Astros. I'll put that out there. Their pitching could, you know, toe-to-toe with any top two teams named the Houston Astros, the New York Yankees, or the Toronto Blue Jays, or the Tampa Bay Rays. They have the starting pitching to get the job done, for sure, the Cleveland Guardians. So kudos to them. Uh, so right now the AL wild card is looking like, um, you know, it was a, a half a game between uh, Toronto, Tampa Bay. I mean, it's back and forth between those two. And Seattle's right behind them for a couple of games. So uh, I don't see Baltimore catching Seattle after being four games down. Uh, I mean, anything could happen, but I I, I don't see it. I, I like I think Seattle's chances as of right now winning that last wild card spot maybe at about, mm, I'll say 80%, 85% winning that last wild card spot. So, um, like I said earlier in the episode, I was talking about St. Louis and how it solidified their second half of their season, getting that extra start of pitching. And the Yankees still, uh, I'm going to go back to the Yankees real quick, but real quick, you know, they still haven't had uh, Harrison Bader get out there defensively. I mean, that's still part of the, the whole back and forth between me and my rants and the Cardinals, right? Uh, they just have not 
you know, they haven't looked back. They, they gave up the players, got to start a pitching, and they just took off from the NL Central and never looked back at the Milwaukee Brewers. So with that being said, the Milwaukee Brewers, two out of three wins over the New York Yankees. Big series versus the Mets coming up this week. Big, big series. Now, this is about Milwaukee making the wild card at this point. They're two games behind the Philadelphia Phillies, who got swept in Atlanta. Uh, Milwaukee is trying to find a little bit of mojo. They show a little bit of offense, uh, especially on Friday and Sunday versus the Yankees. They're going up against – this is a nice battle test versus the Mets, who destroyed the Pirates, even in that, that all-out brawl over the weekend. Uh, this is a series you got to pay attention to, to be, pay attention to. This is really more important for the Milwaukee Brewers because their playoff life is on the line, you know, between now and the rest of the season. Their playoff life is on the line. Two games uh, behind the Philadelphia Phillies. They could catch them if they start winning their – if they win, the, you know, the remaining of their series for sure because right now – the Mets, who swept the Pirates, right? Uh, they go. They got a. They got a road trip. They got to go to Milwaukee. They got to go to Oakland, right? They get through Milwaukee. I think they'll handle Oakland, no problem, because they're trying to win the NL East, where Atlanta and them are separated by one game. So that's really. It's really going to come down to these three uh, type of. Uh, you know, the, the three. Um, Situations: the AL wild card, NL wild card, and then also the NL East separated by one game. With both teams, that the Mets and the Braves, currently over 90 wins, probably will both reach 100. I, oh, they both possibly could reach 100. It's possible. It definitely is possible. Um, what happened to the Braves? Remember last time I got on here and they had that great. Uh, they had a uh, bad, I wouldn't call it a bad loss, but a great win by Seattle over uh, the Braves in Seattle last week, and then they ended up going to San Francisco for a uh, three-game series, and they lost two out of three to the Giants, but they came back home and swept the Phillies when the Phillies needed at least one game out of that series, man. Uh, they, they they just got swept out of uh, Cobb County, Georgia, uh, out there in that truest park. So it really comes down to, okay, the, the Mets sweeping the Pirates, uh, the brawl breaks out. Now they go to go to Milwaukee, trying to maintain that lead over the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves got two division series coming up. Uh, they got a, uh, I think home and, home versus the Nationals, and I think they go to Philadelphia. I believe that's the order. I believe so. Really close races. And uh, you know, NLEs, the wild card, and also um, both wild cards, AL and NL. So. Uh, that is pretty much what I mean. I don't necessarily get into all the award stuff. Uh, not my not my cup of tea. Not really. My whole thing is about team championships, where where my my team. You know, you got a lot of you guys who listen to the show, uh, who root for the Yankees. Some of y'all root for the Mets, and they're in right position to uh, clinch divisions, AL East and NL East. So first time in a minute. Um, I'm all for that. All for that. So let's see. Well, I mean, I, I guess that's a really all I, could, all I could say, man. I don't know what else I could really add. Uh, you know, the disappointment of what those NL Central teams, a competitive Baltimore Orioles team has given their flowers for this 2022 season. Um, 
I am really big on that starting pitch. Oh, 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 one more thing, and I'll, and I'll get off. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, the, the middle relief has – that, that, that's one thing that I like about them or respect about them. And it's kind of been like that formula even since when Madden was on that, you know, managing the team. Like, they have arms for days, and they can neutralize the game when their starters can't get things going. Um, now, you know, they have – sometimes from time to time they'll have explosions uh, – just like that last game in the series versus Toronto, they put up 11. They won 11 nothing. They needed to get that game. And they, they had a statement. They had to win the leave Toronto. But, uh, I mean, these, these two teams are pretty much damn near even, man. Just pretty much even as far as you know, how how they uh, uh, attack uh, the game, per se. So, uh, I don't have anything else, man, on this Major League Baseball, man. Um, I think what I'll do on Sunday, because next Monday, I think the guys are going to have the football. I'm going to swap, sw- swap spots, basically. Probably jump on for the baseball for like 30 minutes uh, at the rubberneck of each series on Sunday. Talk about what they did through Friday, Saturday, Saturday-ish. See where we are at that point, right? We'll be back on the six days, right? Ah, right before the football on Sunday, right? You know, so you can have something to listen to Sunday after the football game, Monday, to check in on the baseball. Now, hopefully everything is kind of holding par, especially from our team perspective with the Yanks. Uh, we'll see what happens with these next couple of games. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, our radio man here. Uh, the Bleed Blue Show, the Dugout Podcast, man, up and down, man. Like, listen, man, as far as my team, I hope we find a way. I, I just don't see it. I just don't see it as far as a long, a long, deep, long run in the postseason. But I'm glad that they did hold part, and that gives me a little bit of confidence that winning those two games in Boston may not seem a lot to the average baseball fan, but you know, as the way the Boston Red Sox have played the Yankees this year, they they definitely needed that. Man. They definitely needed to get get both of those games, especially late in those games. But it you know, it kind of brings things back to perspective. Losing two out of three, and that's the, the bullshit you see coming from afar. You know, when you think you're taking a step in the right direction, it goes back down, one step forward, two step backwards type of bullshit. So. It is what it is, man. Check it out, man. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, check it out on BlueBlueShow.com, the website. Enjoy your the start of your week. I hope you guys get the chance to share the shows and leave a comment on the social media pages here for our content for all the sports. And, we, you know, we, we watch the sports. We try to give you what we think honestly and objectively without the uh, cap. Talk it out, ladies and gentlemen, BlueBlue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blee blue, 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 blee blue. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. 
There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.